What is good? Let's have some fun. It's the Fundamism Podcast with your host, Paul J. Long, and all things fun. We'll let the fun begin. Woo! What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fundamism Podcast. It's me, Paul J. Long, motivational speaker and consultant, and we're coming to you from our sponsor spot, Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle, of of course, is just known for making phenomenal clothing, apparel. Uh, They take great pride in offering products that show a sense of of community. So if indeed you enjoy community pride, if you enjoy collegiate apparel and you want to learn a little bit more about Charlie Hustle, we'll go to charliehustle.com and I'm sure that they have you covered. Really excited, as you guys know, all the time. I'm always excited. But uh, before we get started, we have a really interesting guest today. And before I introduce her, I'd like to ask you all one question. What were you doing at the age of 18? What were you doing at the age of 18? I, uh, I was getting into a whole lot of shenanigans. I didn't have a whole lot of direction in life. But our guest today that I had the opportunity to meet through happenstance, she seems to have a lot of stuff together. Our guest, Alex Como. Alex, how are you? I'm doing really good today, actually. So, ju- actually, like you weren't yeah. expecting to have a good day? <laughs> well, I'm, it's good days and bad days, but today's been really good. So. That's absolutely true. And I think that's uh, you know one of the topics that we're going to talk about because I think oftentimes we think about life and we revert back to our childhood moments and think about how great childhood was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Specifically, I have so many awesome high school memories. Well, I know so many kids that are in high school that wish that they could be an adult again or be younger again because high school is a very trying time. So it's exactly why you're here and I can't wait to talk with you about that. So Alex, uh, as we get started, the first question I always ask every single guest, what do you do for fun, sister? Um, I really like to try new things, uh, go new places, and just spend time with people that I love and enjoy, and we like to go try things. And, What's the coolest place that you've ever been? Um, I kind of have a little happy place. I really love, me and my family, we go fly fishing. Okay. And I really love going down South Missouri and just being on the river and sitting and watching the birds chirp. Nice. Very calming. Yeah. So one of the uh, core fundamentals that we talk about with uh, fundamism is getting out in nature. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that that helps a lot of folks kind of get out of whatever's going on in their head and and enjoy things like the birds chirping and and even catching a fish from time to time. You know, I'm uh, full transparency. I enjoy fishing, but I can't stand taking the fish off the hook. Are you, do you doubt or do you care? Um, yeah, I fish for rainbow trout, so they're a little bit easier to get off the hook, but I definitely have a few scars from their <laughs> teeth and things, but yeah. Well, we're talking, we're talking memories. You know, I have many from high school, as I mentioned, and one memory that comes to mind when I think about how we connected was a gig that I did last year for the Apartment Association of Kansas City, where I met your mother, Jackie. Yeah. And fast forward to December of 2018. I get to interview Santa uh, with our cameraman, Rob. Shout out to Rob. You're doing great, brother, holding down that chair. 
And we walk in and who's working the desk but Jackie. So she <laughs> greets me and we have a great time. And she says, hey, you have to meet my daughter. She has a phenomenal story. And so she started talking a little bit more about you and what you're involved with and what you stand for. And I'm like, you're right. I got to meet your daughter. So Alex, I'd like to first start off just by saying I admire you because again, at 18, I didn't know what I wanted to be and, and where I wanted to go and how to spend my time and how to show a genuine interest in others. But just in the short time that we've spent together, I could tell that you have a way stronger understanding than I did at the age of 18. So tell me about the the film production group that you're with or 501c3. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you. You're um, welcome. <laughs> I, Case in point, see? There, there you go. Um, I am involved with an organization called Just Like You Films. Um, we're based here in Kansas City. We got started by a lady named Jen Greenstreet. And she makes, she's a film producer and we produce films that are supposed to be educating kids and just people in general about different people with different circumstances. So we have films from everything to Down syndrome and autism to things like childhood cancer. And uh, we have one on facial anomalies and burns and diabetes. There's a whole gamut of things. Sure. Um, Right now, we're actually working on on uh, depression and anxiety, which mm, huge really right now. Excited about that and how it, teens struggle with that and sort of thing. But um, yeah, our films kind of we have a whole mantra, if you will. Um, if you know better, you do better, and so it's kind of a whole thing that uh, we're trying to prevent bullying in the form of ignorance. So we had a. A little girl the other day who she, um, her mother contacted Jen Green Street through Facebook and had said that one of her friends in her classroom had dropped something on the floor and she went to pick it up and um, gave it back to her. And her friend said, I don't want that now. It has diabetes. Mm. Um, And so those are the kinds of things that kids just don't really know about because they don't know it's contagious or it's not contagious. But um, those are the things that we aim to educate with our films. So we actually went to her school and showed our diabetes films and uh, educated her classmates and things so that they know how to be a better friend to her now and people that they encounter with diabetes. Mm, That is amazing. So if you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's applicable to just about anything in life, right? Educating yourself and and exposing your thing, yourself to to things that you wouldn't typically or, or wouldn't always be around. So I'm sure that that provides a lot of perspective to you being around, you know, uh, unfortunate circumstances. And I say unfortunate, but in reality, a lot of folks, folks that are faced with disabilities, they live better lives than many of us, right? Because they're not in their heads about it. They don't have anything to compare it to. So, but you obviously are around a lot of things that a lot of 18 year old kids aren't. So how has that helped shape you and, and what you stand for? Um, well, I mean, like I said, I like to try new things, but I just try to reach out to all of my different bases and things. Connections with people is a big thing for me. If you have a connection with someone that is in a different circumstance than you, then you better can better understand them through getting to know them and that kind of thing. And then later in the future, you'll be able to better understand people that may be in that same situation or a different one that kind of sheds light on that. Sure. Um, and so I just like to try to get to know people as well as possible and um, get to know their stories and with interacting with different sorts of people, you get all kinds of things. And then that helps me 
go through life. And- sure. Well, what you what you just uh, adequately talked through is the fun with fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. So you basically just talked about your own improvement and how mm-hmm. you become more well-rounded the more uh, that you expose yourself to situations and circumstances that you don't necessarily expose yourself to. That's your foundation. That's the F in fun. Mm-hmm. And then the U, of course, is something that you hit on very heavily, which is understanding others' perspectives. If you put yourself in other people's shoes and you ask the questions that matter and you learn a little bit more about where people come from and, and the challenges that they face, well, then you're better suited to be able to uh, to offer some form of value, not only to yourself, but to those around you. And that sets you up for for better next steps or uh, the in and fun, which, because of course, without the in and fun, it's just F you, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned <laughs> mental health in high school. And what's funny about that to me is there's been, at least uh, externally, it looks like there's been an influx of of folks being diagnosed with ADHD and you know social anxiety and depression and all that stuff. And what's amazing is... I don't believe, and this is just complete ignorance, uh, mm-hmm. to use your term, I don't think there's so much of an influx or more people having these disorders. I just think that um, we're all looking to call what we're feeling something. And so it's easy once you're diagnosed to say, yeah, I have an excuse. This is why I am the way that I am. So I saw a story uh, recently here locally on the news and they were talking about the mental health crisis and how there's not enough there's not enough hospitals or places for folks to go to be able to help uh, all of those that have this mental health these mental health issues. I myself suffer from some form of mental health from time to time, and I think we all do. I mean, that's depression, right? Okay. But high school, I recall as being a very challenging moment in my life when I was trying to figure out where I fit in and was I good and was I was I decent looking and did people appreciate me and all of that stuff. So what has been your experience in high school and have you been bullied yourself? Um, yes, but uh, I have a really great group of friends and I s- try to surround myself with people that uh, are likewise to me and have the same views as me. And um, But yeah, I definitely see it as a huge problem in my high school and other high schools and just in today's age, especially with now our heavy, heavy use of um, social media and things like that that can influence it. And it's a huge deal that we see a lot of times um, in my high school. We have a club called Minding Your Mind. Minding Your Mind. Mm-hmm. And it is a world, not worldwide, I guess national organization. But my friend Jaina, she started the Minding Your Mind chapter at East. Shout out to Jaina if you're yeah. listening. Hey, Jan. Um, <laughs> but we kind of talk a lot about things in that club. It's all about having good mental health. And we talk a lot about um, surround, surrounding yourself with the right people yes. and trying to, like we said, put yourself in others' shoes um, and not always that you don't know what someone else is going through. That's absolutely right. Um, and, ooh, I'm sorry. Why are you so mad? Why are you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but our whole idea is that, well, my whole perspective on that is that I um, surround myself with good people. And then if I have a good mental health, then I am helping other people have a good mental health. Yeah, you're setting setting a good precedent for others and you're you're walking the walk, as they say. Yeah, we... um, talk a lot about how energy is like contagious. <laughs> Are you hearing so, this? 
She's basically reading the fundamentalism book out loud to us right now, Rob. Do you hear? <laughs> Energy, minding what you do, throwing good out into the world, understanding others' perspectives. Are you excited about this as you're in your phone? I hope that you're taking good notes. Oh, I'm taking mental notes. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking mental notes, he there says. Mental, mentally. That's right. So as you, as you think about, um, you've thrown your energy into a lot of groups that are all about improving yourself and the life of others. I wasn't doing that back uh, when I was 18. I was playing a lot of basketball and making fun of a lot of people because mm-hmm. that's how we fit in. Like we, yeah. we razzed each other. Have you ever bullied anybody? Um, I mean, I think that I've, we were talking about that. I've probably been bullied, and I know I've been bullied, but um, I definitely have probably hurt someone in a way that I didn't really understand. Sure. Or I like to think that I've never intentionally bullied someone, but probably, I mean, in my time that I've probably hurt someone sure. that I didn't really realize. Um, and we also talk a lot about that at school, how you want to make sure that you think about what you say first and you think about how this might affect someone's being. And mm. maybe even if they're just not having a good day, that if that one little thing you say, is it really necessary to say that to them? Um, so yeah, I've definitely had circumstances where I've been having a rough day or just been irritated and have said something to someone and thought, ooh, that was probably, <laughs> like I probably sounded not, very nice. Sure. <laughs> like that was probably not great. Um, but I try to do a lot of connecting with people and making sure that they know that I'm not against them in any way or that I uh, have a bias against them or anything. So that's kind of it. So my wife, Melissa, and I, we have two children. We have a five year old girl, Adeline Grace, and we have a two year old boy, Brennan Royal. And I can't help but sit here and listen to you talk and think about you being in high school and, um, of how proud your mother, Jackie, and your father, Michael, must be about hearing how respectful and grown up you are and, and focused on the things that, that lift you up because so much of life is mitigating the sting of challenges and gravitating towards the things that give you strength. And that's, that's what we call fundamentalism. So if it's you know helping others or if it's joining a club or if it's hanging with friends or it's going fly fishing, it's not, it's not rocket science that as you're feeling crappy or you're feeling down or you're feeling like you don't offer value, the more you go and do things that, that make you feel great about yourself or good about yourself or lift you up, you start to feel better as a result. But for me, it took me, I'm 37 years old, Alex, so you're looking at age right in the face right now. But I can't imagine having that perspective at the age of 18. So my question is, have you always been this present and deliberate in your desire for uh, mental health and your love for others? Or is it something that's come to you over time? Um, Well, I definitely think I'm an only child. And um, my mom always talks about how when I was little, I would always just be talking and talking and talking and not really that I was just talking to talk, but that I was talking to learn things. And I think that definitely being raised as an only child has had some effect on me in the way that I didn't have any kids to talk to around the house all the time. I didn't have any brothers or sisters to get in little pick fights with. So I was constantly just talking to adults um, and getting different perspectives on things. And kids are like sponges and they soak up things. That is true. (laughs) And so I 
definitely soaked up probably some not good habits, right. but um, I like to think that I have picked out the good ones and from everybody that I know and my family and friends and have kind of attributed that to my who I am today. Sure. Well, I could say that uh, you are probably amongst the top three in terms of social awareness and understanding of, of uh, the human element uh, of teenagers that I've met in my lifetime. So you're doing a phenomenal job. So thinking through some of the other groups that you're involved with, you know, mm-hmm. I can't help but think to myself that there's a lot of adults listening to this podcast right now and wondering, what can I take from this? Mm-hmm. And everything that you're challenged with and all of the things that you see in high school, we see in the workplace. We see at home. We deal with the same challenges. They're just, they're just in a different category, right? I mean, people are saying unfair, un- unfavorable things to us in the workplace, and we get down about ourselves, or our boss says that we're crap, and so we believe that we're crap, or whatever it may be. And so a lot of what you're saying parallels the life of, you know, a 37-year-old, a 55-year-old, whatever it may be. And I hate to bring up age, but it's important for folks to understand that life isn't entirely different in terms of the challenges that we face. So what are some of the other groups that you're involved in? Um, Because one of the things that the adults um, oftentimes struggle with is managing their priorities Mm -hmm. and figuring out how to fit everything in one day. And I think about when I was in high school, all the crap that I was involved in and that I was doing, and how the heck did I manage my day? So it sounds like you were far more heavily involved in things (laughs) than I did. So talk talk to us a little bit about how you manage your day. Well, I definitely have some scheduling issues. Um, Well, welcome to the club. Yeah, that was kind (laughs) of an issue in my week this week, actually. Um, But I try to make my priorities, and um, I mean, I'm involved in a lot of... I have a lot of honors classes and things that require a lot of You're a good mental. student as well? <laughs> I like to think so. Nice. Um, but I uh, have to devote a lot of my time to that. But I also want to, I always focus that I have some time to either go on a walk with my dog mm. or do, I'm the president of Happy Club at East. That's what you told me about earlier. Yeah. Yes, talk to me about what's Happy Club. Um, Happy Club is a club that was started in 2015 at my school, uh, or 2014, I think. But anyways. Year um, of the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Uh, we, me and my friend Lucy, are co-presidents of that club, and we just do things around our school to just brighten the mood a little bit. Mm. So um, sometimes... We do like we make a lot of posters. Um, we have these things are kind of signatures, our sticky note posters, and we put them up around school. So, like for finals week, we had one that we made that said, Take what you need. And they're just little sticky notes that say, You'll do great and you're going to ace this or right. this test does not determine you and <laughs> all sorts of things. Um, but yeah, we, we do things like that. Um, sometimes we just randomly pick a day to hand out candy in the morning to everybody walking into school. Um, we write thank you notes to teachers and just uh, little kindness things and little happy things that just kind of brighten the mood a little bit and yes. get everybody, especially on those groggy Mondays Mm. or when we have this cold weather and we talk about seasonal depression and that kind of thing. And we just like to brighten the day with some good, happy thoughts. I love it. And those are things that we can incorporate in all of our lives, in the workplace, at home, whatever it may be. I can only imagine how stoked 
my wife would be or Adeline would be if she found a little sticky note that said what I love about her or how amazing uh, an employee would be if they received a note from their boss saying what they appreciate about them. Those are little things that go a long way that we lose sight of. And so as you're listening to this, I hope that you're you're taking little nuggets from Alex, who again is doing this in her high school at the age of 18 and lifting the spirits of others. I hope that you're hearing it wherever you are in your life and you understand the power that you hold in bringing joy and happiness to your day and the life of others. So the happy club is phenomenal. I love that. Uh, it falls right in line with the philosophy of fundamentalism. You're an honor student. Uh, you got just like you, which you're a part of. What other groups are you a part of? Um, I teach dance to little girls. Um, what, what are the ages? Well, um, on Saturday, I will actually be teaching three-year-olds. Um, and then last night, I taught nine-year-olds. Where so, is this out of? Uh, I teach at Beller Dance and Gymnastics in, in Old Overland Park. Okay. Um, and I started there when I was a three-year-old and with my teacher. And I now help her classes and um, help sub for her classes. Is that right down the but, street from the Peanut and all that stuff in mm-hmm, downtown? Mm-hmm. My daughter used to go there. Our daughter yeah, used to go there. Yeah. Now she's going someplace off Johnson Drive. But mm-hmm. I feel like maybe we should get some independent lessons <laughs> because she go. loves dance. And the the joy that you bring to those kids, she comes home every single night after dance and she tries to do the routine. And I'm like, yeah. but I would love your advice on something. She is really struggling. They're doing the recital and you have to come mm-hmm. up. You have to decide whether you want to do the recital or not. So Adeline loves to dance. She loves to present but she's nervous about getting up in front of people. Right. And I asked you before we started this podcast, are you nervous? And you said a little bit. And I can only imagine like mm-hmm. what's going through your head and what go, what's going through my five-year-old daughter's head thinking about dancing in front of, you know, a hundred people. What advice would you give my daughter and what advice do you give other kids when they're struggling with stuff like that? Um, well, we always say if you're nervous, it's good. If you have butterflies in your stomach, it's a good thing. Sure. Because when you're nervous, it means that your adrenaline is pumping. And when your adrenaline is pumping, especially in dance, it helps you jump better. It helps you leap higher. It helps you perform better. Sure. So it's a good thing to be nervous because it puts you at your best. Yes. Why? I need more Alex in my life. Is this not amazing? So, Alex, I have a million questions. You came in... <laughs> you came into Charlie Hustle and you stopped at the door and you were you were really you were really reserved and you said, "Hey, can I ask you a really awkward question?" I thought you were going to ask to postpone or something like that. And you're like, "I got this this science club." So you're involved in science club as well. Yeah, we are. I have a environmental ed class at my school that we um, have. We volunteer at elementary school science nights and different things where we present our animals that we have and we host grade school tours that they come to our school and get to look around at all the animals we have. And So we're yeah. located in Kansas City. And if you're not here, it's super cold right now. Yeah. And so Alex looks me dead <laughs> in my eye and says, I, I have a large lizard in the truck. Can I bring him inside? And I said, yes, this is amazing. So the lizard is Monty. And what is Monty? Monty is a Savannah monitor lizard. Okay. Um, He is 16 years old. He lives at my school. Um, We use him for our educational tours and science nights and things. And he uh, helps kind of create, dismember the bias around reptiles and big 
big scary things sure. that they're not that scary. Right. He is big and he's not scary because he just, he barely moves. He just chills. He's, yeah, he's asleep. just hanging out. <laughs> so one of the things um, that a lot of people struggle with in, in high school, elementary school, and even further along in life, because a lot of those behaviors are established when you're younger, people really struggle with confidence and understand mm-hmm. the value that they offer. Do you ever take a look in the mirror or just lay in bed and think about all the things that you've accomplished and and just be proud of who you are and what you've done? I, I mean, I definitely am known, my parents will tell you that I do not have the greatest of self-confidence, but I do try to kind of take a step back every once in a while and realize that even though I might not have gotten the greatest test on my last or the greatest grade on my last test mm-hmm. in math or whatever, that um, all these things I've accomplished and um, especially I've been applying to colleges lately and we have to, for part of my applications, you write down everything you're involved in and I am really thankful and grateful that I have so many things to say about myself and so many things that I can say yeah, I was involved in that and it's made me a really good person because of it. Yes. And that'll stick with you for as long as, as, as far as you age. Mm-hmm. So thinking through just life's events and all the cool stuff that you've got to be a part of, what are some uh, memorable moments that really jump out at you? I know that you had mentioned that you've got to meet some cool people and been in some really interesting situations as an mm-hmm. extension of your volunteering Talk to us a little bit about some of those cool experiences. Um, I am a Girl Scout, and I help every year at day camp. We have our little three-day day camp in Tonganoxie, Kansas. Been there? Yeah, yeah. and I um, help direct day camp, and I get to help plan it with, I'm the, we call them OWLs, and it stands for Outstanding Women Leaders. Hmm. Um, and so I help train all of the other teens and um, work with the other adults and leaders and council members to come up with the activities that the girls will do and how we're going to involve them and get them all excited about camp. Um, And that has been a really big part of my life because I have been able to deal with so many, um, we'll get to see so many powerful women that are... um, doing good things in their lives. And I've worked with council members and um, different leaders that have kind of shown me that even if you're a stay-at-home mom, you can be inspiring all these girls. And um, that has been a really big part of my life. But yeah. Well, as we as we kind of bring this thing to a close, you know, you'd mentioned that your parents will tell us that you're not the, the, the most self-confident individual in the world. And I think that we can all relate to that. I mean, we all look at ourselves and think, I should be doing more, or I should be better, or I'm smarter than this, or whatever it may be. And so I hope that whenever you're whenever you're battling those mental issues, which we all do, I do, my December, mm-hmm. full transparency, Alex, I... I'm out all the time speaking. I get to travel all around the world and I get to do speeches in front of hundreds, thousands of people. And people will come up to me and they'll say, oh, that made me feel amazing or I I really enjoyed that. And they'll say these really kind things. Well, December, there's not a lot of people booking speakers because a lot of employees are out for holidays and whatever it may be. 
So Decembers are really tough for me mentally because I sit at home and I don't really do anything. And so the things that I do are like playing video games and, you know, hanging out and waking up a little bit later and going to the gym a little bit longer. And so for a lot of folks, they hear that and they say, oh, that's the best. I would love to be able to do that. But for me, Alex, I struggle because I don't get the opportunity to express my value and to be out making a difference, or at least in my mind, making a difference in the lives of others. So I even struggle with that. But as I'm sitting across from you and I'm thinking about all the things that you're saying and, I, and I'm contemplating myself as a child and what I know many other children and parents are experiencing, I hope that whenever you're faced with these mental challenges, you'll replay this podcast and you'll appreciate all that you are. Because I will tell you for 100% certainty, if I was an employer and I heard you as articulate as you are, as caring as you are, with the heart that you have and all the things that you're doing, I would hire you in a second. I cannot wait to see what you're doing in five years, let alone 20. So I wish you all the best. I can't wait to uh, continue our relationship and learn more about one another. I thank you for being on the Fundamism Podcast. Is there any advice that you would give to um, high schoolers, uh, adults, you know, children, whoever it may be that may be going through some form of mental health crisis or challenge? Um, I always say that you have to be true to yourself and you have to be honest with yourself. And if you in our, or if you in, if you are in a hard place or if you're struggling mentally, um, you kind of need to just, I always take a step back and think about all the things that you have done in your life and think about all the people that you have in your life that care about you. Um, and think, just go do something that you like to do. Yes. Go out and walk your dog or shoot baskets in the yard, whatever it may be. Something to get your mind off of feeling bad about yourself. Fundamism. <laughs> She's talking about fundamism. Alex, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, have fun at the uh, the science meeting tonight Monty. where you where you get to show off Monty to yeah. uh, younger children. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. They're going to love him. Uh, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, you know, 23 episodes. This is going to be the 24th or 25th episode. And we are blessed to have probably the kindest individual we've ever had on the Fundamism Podcast. So thanks again to Alex Como. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We're coming to you from Charlie Hustle. Uh, We appreciate your trust in us and the time that you devote to improving yourself and smiling a little bit. Get out, do something fun, take your mind off off on all the crap that's not working, and focus on something that lifts you up today. Have some fun, and we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) 